President Trump is taking aim at George Floyd protests turned violent. He says he'll step in with federal troops if state and local officials fail to act to stop the riots and the agitators behind them. I want the organizers of this terror to be on notice that you will face severe criminal penalties and lengthy sentences in jail. This includes Antifa and others who are leading instigators of this violence. The president and U.S. Attorney General William Barr say they're planning to designate Antifa, the left-wing anarchist group based in Portland, Oregon, a terrorist organization. Now, what will that mean for the United States and Antifa? Is the designation justified? Well, joining us is former assistant federal prosecutor, author John O'Connor. John, thanks for being with us. I'm assuming that you support the domestic terrorist designation for Antifa. Why? Well, I do support it. But let me tell you this, and I'm a little measured about it. Even though I support it, I'm not a big fan of Antifa. I think uh, you're burning the barn to roast the pig. I don't think you need to do it. I think if they are doing this in order to take advantage of some of the anti-terrorist laws, uh, which are created by statute, uh, I think you've got to show more of a foreign nexus to the organization to enable to use those tools. So maybe they're a terrorist organization, but I'm not sure where that gets you. The organization uh, began in Germany. Antifa started in Germany, anti-fascist. Well, yeah. Now, if they are still connected, and I guess I'm not sure about the organization, and of course I should defer to our brilliant attorney general, uh, if it is part of a foreign group that is uh, engaging in terrorism against the United States, then yes, then, he, then it is valid. They should be studying the videos, and I'm sure they are. And to the extent they can locate any Antifa members, and then to the extent they can get emails and phone calls linking up various Antifa uh, members and the hierarchy to these demonstrations, I think they have one heck of a conspiracy case. And I don't think Attorney General Barr would do anything unless he thought it would be successful. So the fact that he's doing that, uh, to me, heartens uh, me. You're talking about surveillance and listening in uh, to the Antifa people. Shifting gears a bit, let's discuss that newly released FBI document that sparked the crossfire hurricane investigation and surveillance there. Now, some Trump supporters, others say it proves there was no justification, no evidence for obtaining a FISA warrant and spying on the 2016 Trump campaign. So please explain to us, John, the significance of that FBI document. There are two aspects to this that I think we ought to look at, perhaps three. One is all the FISA abuse. And clearly there was FISA abuse in the sense that we now know that the court was lied to multiple times in multiple ways. And everyone who was responsible and had any idea of the falsity, and that is to say the concealment in the presentation should, should be prosecuted. The recent documents about Flynn, and especially the memo, the Susan Rice memo from the meeting in the Oval Office, are striking to me, some of the recent uh, documents, including that memo, because it shows there was a, uh, an obstruction of justice by James Comey, at least, and perhaps, and others knew about it that were in that Oval Office meeting. They, were, they knew he was going to obstruct justice 
The Rice Memo talks about those normal, quote, law enforcement, unquote, investigations. Nothing is going to change as to the way the Obama administration was going to treat the incoming Trump administration regarding those normal law enforcement investigations. Those are attorney general investigations. Those are the ones that were done by the book. As of Now, there's another form of investigation called the national security or counterintelligence investigation. That's what the Russia collusion investigation was. There was no criminal investigation open at the time. And even the investigation of Flynn was a counterintelligence investigation. Now, those investigations are the investigations not of the attorney general, but under the Constitution, they are the investigations of the president and his national security team. They are part of his national security duties as commander in chief under Article II of the Constitution. The whole notion of that memo was that Comey was going to withhold information about that investigation from Trump and the incoming team. It is unclear where everybody in the room was as to that, but they knew he was going to do it because the information was, quote, sensitive, unquote. At least he was threatening to do it. Now, fast forward. Uh, normally, that information is conveyed before January 20th to the incoming team. But it doesn't have to be. If Obama wants to, he can violate norms and not give it to Trump. It's not illegal. After January 20th, that is Trump's investigation. So what does Comey do? One of the first things he does is he sends Andrew McCabe over with another agent to interview Flynn in the White House. Sally Yates is flabbergasted. He, she tries to stop him. Comey says, too late. He's already gone. What we know then is that Comey and McCabe are going to Talk to Flynn, who is one of the heads of the investigation. He's the national security advisor. It's his investigation along with the president's, and they're withholding information about it. So they're not only violating ethical norms, I think they're obstructing justice. And I would like, because they are concealing information from the head of the investigation, the same way Richard Nixon was kicked out of office for concealing information from his own FBI. Now we have people who leaked classified information. We know that happened. They were trying to trap Flynn by leaking things to scare him so that he would lie. There's some indication from the stroke tech, uh, page uh, text that uh, the CIA was leaking like a sieve, they say. Probably Comey and McCabe were maybe some White House people. So we have a whole battery of wrongdoing here and it is sickening. It's more and more of a rat's nest every time we get a new disclosure. Okay, we'll see where this all goes uh, with John Durham and his investigation. Former Assistant Federal Prosecutor, Attorney John O'Connor. John, thanks for being with us again. We appreciate it. It's great talking to you.